I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly show let's have some fun on a Monday and it is a medal of honor Monday there are some days where there's not a ton of stories and those are usually days where we screw off more and more personal stories stuff like that today not one of those days I'm sure I'll mix in some personal stuff but here's what we have tonight obviously we have medal of honor Monday coming up an hour from now we have more of the system trying to turn you into not an enemy, an enemy of the state. There's another glaring example of that. I'll talk about that. We have to talk about extreme. Because that word's getting thrown around a ton. It's extreme. It's extremist. What's with all this extreme? What is extreme? Very, very interesting. What do you consider extreme? What do I consider extreme? We have Texas still busing all its illegals to New York City. We have somebody conflating Roe versus Wade with Nazis. All that and more coming up tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. But we are not beginning any of those places. We are going to begin here with something that I addressed briefly because it broke on Friday. But now we're going to address it in a more extended manner. It's not something I can let go. 
It's not something I ever will let go. This isn't like some grudge I'm hanging on to and I'm just about to be over it, guys. What was done to normal working people in response to coronavirus in this country is something I will never get over. I will never get over how evil and deceptive the people who run this country are. I will never get over how pliant so many Americans are. I will never get over how vicious some Americans are when they are faced with even the slightest amount of peer uh, of, of fear reporting on their neighbors, reporting on their friends. There are things I will never get over. I look, this is a great example here. You know what? This is rare. I'm going to start off with an email. Jesse, love the show and the burgers. My wife and I recently divorced after 16 years of marriage, 20 years of being together. It all started going south once the COVID nonsense came about. She worked for a major hospital in the Twin Cities, and that's Minneapolis, by the way, and was fed all this nonsense that we were all going to die and we needed to Clorox wipe our groceries and needed to wash our clothes every time we left the house. Totally ridiculous, and she bought it hook, line, and sinker. Me, on the other hand, I didn't believe it for a single second. Never wore a mask, didn't get the jab, nothing. Well, eventually, differences were too much and we grew apart and divorced. Not saying that was the only cause, but it definitely played a significant factor. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Says I can say his name. If I want, his name is Wade. That was one of, my goodness, Chris, how many of these emails have we had in the past two years? Jesse, my brother won't let me visit. Jesse, my wife and I are coming apart. Jesse, I'm not allowed to see my mom. Jesse, I can't do... Jesse, families pulled apart for two years. Children suffering mental health disasters for two years. Remember, teenage girl suicides up 51%. Suicide hotlines, phones ringing off the hook. Alcohol abuse, drug abuse, spousal abuse, child abuse obesity. Uh, you got to love this. You want to talk about people I hate? I want you to understand I hate these people. A new study showing how climate change, specifically higher temperatures, is making our children uh, more inactive and more obese. The study published in a journal Temperature found today's children are 30% less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age. Fewer children blaming fat kids now on climate change and not the fact you told parents for two years, Aiden and Jaden and Braden were going to die if they left the house, die if they played with their friends. Grandma was going to die if they went and saw grandma. You stuck them in front of Netflix, homeschooled, no games, no roughhousing, no nothing for two years. And now that we have a society full of fat tubby kids, you're going to blame it on climate change. These are the worst. I'm fine. I'm not. I almost said something I shouldn't have. These are the worst freaking people in the history of the world. And I'm looking at a headline here. And this one, this one almost maybe just fly into a blind rage. New Jersey drops COVID testing requirements for schools and childcare. We have abused children in this country. We have abused and slaughtered old people in this country. Remember, Andrew Cuomo killed 15,000 of them in his state. We have destroyed the wealth of a nation. 
destroyed it. It's gone. We are about to head into a Great Depression, if not a very, very deep recession. Remember, this is not the end. We are in the beginning stages of it. And none of the people who did this to us are afraid. None of them. How are they not afraid? How do we live in a country so devoid of justice that this human being right here not only is still employed in her $261,000 a year government job, this human being goes to sleep every single night without even a brief moment of anxiety that she will spend the rest of her life in Fort Leavenworth. This is CDC head Rochelle Walensky lying. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. So it's really quite safe for you, the vaccinated person. It's not safe for the unvaccinated person, especially if that person is taking off their mask. If you are unvaccinated, um, we would recommend not traveling. What I can tell you is that you are 10 times more likely to have a case of COVID if you are unvaccinated compared to if you are vaccinated and boosted. You are 20 times more likely to die of COVID if you are unvaccinated compared to if you're vaccinated and boosted. The science is also very clear about unvaccinated people. She's not afraid of going to prison. Forget about being fired. She used her position as head of the Center for Disease Control and lied to America endlessly, and she's not worried about going to prison. Instead, the CDC just went on and edited all the COVID guidance, basically admitting they lied to you, destroyed lives, destroyed businesses, destroyed our economy for two years, and not one of them is afraid. Neither of these people are afraid. You really should, in an indoor setting... A congregate setting, be wearing masks. It's just the appropriate thing to do to defend, to protect yourself and your family. Your mask is stupid. It was always stupid. And I understand there were situations like flying or employment or whatever where you had to wear one. But I want you to understand if you ever voluntarily put one on, that was a stupid thing to do. It was always stupid. You should have known it was stupid. And if you did it, you should feel stupid. It's incredibly important that you feel stupid because the only way stupid people ever get smart is they feel stupid about what they did. And if you're a parent who voluntarily put one of those on your child, you're not only stupid, you're a stupid and you're abusive. And you should apologize to your child for the child abuse you committed. And then you should uh, resolve to never be stupid and abusive again because your stupidity is killing us. And none of the people who did that to stupid people, none of them are afraid. By the way, should be noted, the CEO of Pfizer has COVID once again. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, COVID once again. All of them out there today bragging, good thing I got my 18th booster, guys. Over and over and over again, lie after lie after lie while people were losing their jobs, losing their health, losing their manage. Lies. This is being called a pandemic among the unvaccinated. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is an epidemic that's occurring in the unvaccinated. We're seeing a pandemic among the unvaccinated. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The Centers for Disease Control says unvaccinated Americans are driving these numbers, accounting for nearly all deaths in almost all of the hospitals. 
hospitalizations. Virtually every person who is in the hospital right now, sick with COVID-19, is unvaccinated. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk. So it's going to find those pockets in each community where people aren't vaccinated, and it's going to do a lot of damage. But New Jersey's dropping all their COVID stuff for schools. Where do all those New Jersey school kids go for justice for the last two years of their lives? All right, I'm not done. Uh, we, we played Dome a little bit there at the end. I have a little more Dome, but before we get to that, we're going to get to them making you the enemy. Now, about the Great Recession, Great Depression, which I really, really hope I'm wrong about. The models out there, that are tracking things like home prices in various places around the world. Remember, it's not just America, but there are some absolutely shocking models out there right now about the drastic things happening, like with uh, housing, housing prices, and various other factors when it comes to the economy. There are reasons I tell you we're heading into a Great Depression or a very deep recession. Please hear me. This might be unlike anything you've seen. You can't do anything to stop it. All we can do is get ready, right? Get ready. Part of being ready is making sure you can eat if the lights go off in the grocery store. Can you? How long can you and your family eat? Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. You'll see a three-month food supply for yourself. Get one of these three-month supplies for everyone in your home. You get $250 off this food supply. 2,000 calories a day. Prepare with jessikelly.com. Get one for each person in your home. Go. Missed out? Catch up. jessikellyshow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Gosh, it's so much. I can't wait to make fun of Serena Williams. She's retiring, and that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> we'll get to that shortly. I just let, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go, but watch. First, it was the CDC changing all the COVID requirements quietly. Remember, there was no announcement. Isn't it weird? There was no press conference. There was no nothing. They just kind of went into the website. Click, 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 click. Delete. Hey, looks good, guys. What, Chris? It makes a clicking sound when you delete stuff. Anyway, then it's New Jersey. New Jersey just kind of dropping some tests here. Hey, guys, no more masks here. It'll move right along. It'll be New York City before you know it. Just dropping this and dropping that and no more requirements here. And a year from now, it'll all have disappeared like a fart in the wind. And they'll want you to have forgotten how they abused you without end for two years. It was one of the creepiest moments I've ever had in my entire life. I will never forget it. Visiting New York City a year and a half ago, I had to go for a work thing because I'm a big, important celebrity. And I, what, Chris? And I walked down the streets of New York and they were empty. The streets of New York are never empty. It was like I was walking in a zombie apocalypse movie. It was. That's what it was like. They did that to, to you. They did that to you. Gosh, all right, I'm going to let it go. Look, we've had enough of the negative. Let's focus on good. Let's focus on dome. So when we talk about equality, well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone 
should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. So equity, as a concept, says, recognize that everyone has the same capacity, but in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, what we must pay attention to this issue. Everyone has the same capacity? Okay, let's have, a, let's have an offensive talk, right? Let's have an, a really offensive talk. Um, everyone does not have the same capacity, all right? There are so many people out there who are really, really stupid and untalented. They have no values. They have no work ethic. They have really no skills to speak of. And they don't have the same capacity that you do. So guess what? Life's going to be more, more difficult to them. Look, you know what? Here's a great example. We just talked about the COVID requirements. Maybe you're the type who initially was skeptical about all this panic and you decided to sit back and wait. Maybe you even gave in a little bit at the beginning, but you quickly figured out the scam. You know what you did for the last two years? You went to barbecues with your family. You traveled where you felt like traveling. You had a relatively normal life. I personally, my life's been very normal for the last two years. However, your neighbor across the street, the one with the uh, Biden-Harris sign in his yard, and uh, you know, coexist bumper sticker on there, the one who screams at everyone in the neighborhood, you know, the jerk. He probably to this day still walks outside. It's August 15th, so it's hot. He walks outside with his mask on. He and his wife haven't traveled and seen family for ages. They haven't been out to the movies. They just recently started going to restaurants but they're very uncomfortable. The anxiety gets really, really high because they get in there and these restaurants are allowing all these people to eat at all the tables. He's been vaccinated 19,000 times and can't figure out where these mysterious blood clots have come from all of a sudden. That person's stupid. He doesn't have the same capacity you have. Therefore, his life is more miserable than your life is, and it should be. Stupidity, remember, stupidity should hurt. Should hurt. I've done so many stupid things in my life, and oftentimes it hurts. And you know what I eventually come to in the end? I say to my, well, I say to God, I say, you know, God, thank you. I'm an idiot, and that hurt, and I, I, I see what you're saying now. One time, you know, one time I went on a cruise with some buddies, and it was like a four or five-day cruise. My buddy was getting married, and <clears throat> we hit it pretty hard on the cruise. I was, I was young, wild, and single. We hit it very hard on the cruise, and at one point in time, I ended up in the uh, uh, the hospital, the cruise ship hospital, and had to spend a day there, get a couple IVs and such. There was, you know, just some vomiting and just it was really not good. My body was my body was shutting down. Really, my body was shutting down. They brought me back to life, got some IVs, and I didn't have any money. We were on a cruise, and it was one of those bargain basement cruises. And I could barely afford to go on the cruise and I didn't have health insurance and I get off the cruise and on top of the cruise, I couldn't afford. I'm sick as a dog still. I actually missed one of the spots in Mexico and that would have been sweet. Anyway, I get off the cruise and I am handed a bill for a thousand dollars. I think I had, if I remember right, less than a hundred dollars in my bank account. And after uh, drinking myself into the hospital, I ended up with a $1,000 bill I couldn't pay. And of course, I was down and out and dejected. But in the end, I found myself saying a prayer and saying, God, thank you. I obviously need to clean up and make some changes. Stupidity should be painful. 
we don't all have the same capacity. Maybe we could one day, but I mean, you mean to tell me, and I don't even consider myself a talented human being, you mean to tell me I speak for four hours a day, three on the radio, two on TV. Remember my TV shows on the first every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern. I speak for four hours a day on the radio and Dome gives like one five-minute speech a week and this is what she sounds like? You mean to tell me this woman has equal capacity to me? With the exploration of space being defined in the 20th century, we know that living in this century, we must think about where we now stand and where we must go. So while it was defined quite well in the 20th century, the opportunity of space must guide our work in the 21st century. That person doesn't have the same capacity as me. That person doesn't have the same capacity as my dog. We don't all have the same capacity. Okay, all right, one more thing before we move on, because I do have to get to them making you the enemy and so many other things. Well, you know what? You know what? No, no, we're going to stay right here. You're telling me this person has the same capacity as you? How can they vote against the planet? Mother Earth. Mother Earth gets angry from time to time, and uh, this legislation will help us address all of that. Grandma Vodka has the same capacity as you? Oh, no, 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 we don't. No, we don't. We do not all have the same capacity. And speaking of which, that's going to bring me to two different things. One, we're going to make fun of Serena Williams. That's going to be wildly offensive. That's about 10 minutes from now. But next, we're going to talk about something a little bit more important. They're trying to make you an enemy of the state. I have another example for you, and you need to pay attention. Next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winner of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital, they'll soon overwhelm. But... There's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. Wishing the very best to Pfizer's CEO and Lloyd Austin, both of whom are the most recent examples of popping for COVID, as well as Joe Biden. I hope he's feeling better. I believe he's had it three, four times now. The rest of you unvaccinated, though, get ready for that winter of death. Oh, wait, that was that was last winter. Anyway, anyway, before we get to Serena Williams... Before we get to them making you an enemy of the state, I just can't help it. I I eat these Eric Adams clips up like no tomorrow. Just a reminder, Texas, Arizona, California. I have lived in all three of these states. In fact, I spent probably enough time in New Mexico to claim I live there, but that's probably a little too much, but I've spent a bit of time there. So look, the border states, I've got you covered, baby. All right. Illegal immigration is something that has been a plague on these states for decades. And I just I just need to clarify because I realize not everyone lives along the border. So I didn't make sure everyone understands every single person. You come into a country illegally. You have violated that nation's sovereignty already. You are a lawbreaker. You violated their sovereignty and that you should be stopped from coming in was a no-brainer throughout the history of the world, no matter what the political philosophy is, and that you should be captured, man, woman, or child, and deported from whence you came is also a completely nonpartisan point of view. That's part of having a country. However, because Democrats are the anti-American party, not un-American, anti-American party, and half the useless GOP are enablers as well, 
They've decided to keep our border wide open to flood this country with Democrat voters and Republican workers, people who work for gigantic Republican corporations. What's it like? What's it like? There are places, there are places along the southern border. Chris said there's 4,000 already today. Oh, daggone. Right. Living along the southern border means this. I was talking to some ranchers once. This is when I was running for Congress in Arizona along the southern border. And they were pleading with me. It was a small group of them because they thought I was going to win. Ha <laughs> ha, fooled them. Anyway, they were pleading with me to do something when I got there. And they explained to me to go get the mail because their mailbox isn't you know, in their bottom floor of their apartment. Their mail is a mile away up the driveway. They had to be armed and use the buddy system when they went to get the mail every day. When's the last time you had to strap on a couple weapons and bring a friend to go pick up the box of eyeliner you had in the mail? When's the last time? Oh, but wait, there's more. Hospitals constantly bankrupt along the southern border or on the verge of bankruptcy, offering subpar care. Why? Because America's ridiculous laws say we have to treat every single person, legal or otherwise, who come in. The illegals know this. They simply walk in the emergency room and say, I got a code, boss. Can you, can you give me something for it? We can't refuse treatment. Doesn't matter that he's not legal. Doesn't matter he can't pay. Now we have hospitals overwhelmed with illegal immigrants. Do you know there are schools along the southern border? Class sizes have more than doubled over the year. But wait, there's more. And they're bilingual now. Why? Because the class is full of illegal immigrant tri- children who are also allowed to have in education free of charge in this country. Now, it's important to remember that's how people along the southern border have lived for years, years in this country. So I got to tell you, when I heard Eric Adams step up to the microphone and talk about this once again, it gave me a big old chuckle. Will other city services have to be cut to pay for this influx of migrants? Uh, we're going to have to continue to pivot and shift. Uh, it's clear that we have a fixed budget in this city that we passed a few months ago, and we're going to look at each uh, level of spending to make sure that we could address the needs of our legal obligation and responsibility. And I think that sometimes people don't realize uh, that not only is this a humanitarian response we're doing, but by law, we're required to ensure that anyone that arrives in this city uh, should have shelter if they need it. Oh, you passed a budget? You mean your budget didn't include a bunch of people who have no business being in New York and now you our laws say you have to take care of them? Man, that is so sad. Gosh. Remember, Medal of Honor Monday is like 20 minutes away from now, okay? But before we get to that, let's get to this. The Atlantic. Now, if you would like a little side project, you feel like doing a little internet sleuthing, it would help if you would go look up who runs the Atlantic. Chris, why don't you do a little internet sleuthing? I bet you don't know either. I can't wait till Chris figures out who runs the Atlantic. The Atlantic is yet another, very similar to the New York Times, a despicable publication. But, but set that aside because it's not the actual Atlantic itself that matters so much. The system. 
I realize that longtime listeners know exactly what the system is, but I also realize I need to continue to rehash things I talk about so people aren't lost. What is the system? What is the system I call? Well, every culture, no matter the size, a tiny little village of 100 people or a big country of 300 million, every culture, it has pillars, the pillars that hold the culture up. America, we have pillars. In fact, most cultures, the pillars are similar. There's a religion pillar. The reason tiny tribes have them and big nations have them. It's a big part of a country. Uh, sports, believe it or not. Sports is one of the cultural pillars. Entertainment, you could probably mix that in with sports. It is a cultural pillar. The education system, it is a cultural pillar. All these things are cultural pillars. They're what the society rests on. It's what has what the society you know, goes on. In America, we now have something horrible. It's become what I call a system because each and every one of the cultural pillars, they all believe in the exact same ideology and they all hate the country. It's the, they all work together at all times and they all work together in various forms to bring down the United States of America because they've been educated, remember, for decades. For decades, these people have been educated. America's an evil, racist, misogynistic place. And remember this, you love America. So, yeah, you want a new coat of paint on there, maybe bring in a new couch. Owen's getting a little smelly. But you love it. You're trying to improve it because you love the house. They've been taught their whole lives the house is evil. Please understand that. That's why they're trying to tear it down. They think they're on a mission to do good. They're trying to destroy a place they've been taught for years, for their entire lives, really, is evil. That's why we are where they are, where we are. And more than that, you, that person trying to stop them from throwing that Molotov cocktail into the living room window, they think you're evil for trying to stop them. So what do they want done? Well, they want to get that Molotov cocktail in there, and you're in the way. Well, they need to get you out of the way. How are they going to do that? Well, I'm going to explain in just a second. First, I realize today is the anniversary of Afghanistan falling. And for many listening to the sound of my voice right now, that may bring up some pretty rough memories of how Afghanistan really began. It really began with the falling of the towers. I'll never I'll never forget where I was. I was in a Marine Corps barracks in 29 Palms when those towers came down. And I'll talk a little bit more about the Afghanistan collapse a little later on in the show, but obviously we lost a ton of great people that day. Firemen, cops, tunnel to towers. Let's do remember in the wake of that, tunnel to towers, they stepped up and they helped those first responder families out. And they've been helping first responder families and gold star families ever since. Go look up their charity rating. They give to where they tell you they give. This is not some money laundering operation like so many of these groups. Go to T, the number two, T.org. They ask you for 11 bucks a month. T2T.org. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm about to explain to you 
what the system is doing. Now that we know we have a system, all of our cultural pillars, they're all controlled by the same despicable communist ideology trying to bring down the country. So what are they going to do? They're trying to Molotov cocktail the house. You're trying to stop them. What's their plan? I'll explain in a second. I want to read this email real quick first, though. Jesse, your listeners who are over 40 and struggling to lose weight and build muscle should get their T-level checked by a doctor. I went to a doctor last week, requested a T-level blood test. He confirmed I'm 100 points below average. I'm going to test again. If that is confirmed, we'll discuss my options. He mentioned Toncat and some of the other ingredients in chalk as beneficial. My son is in his late 30s, also suffering low T, even lower than mine. This is a serious problem in our country, and men should get checked. Uh, He says, I love the show. All right, listen. I talk to you about chalk a lot. But understand something when we talk about testosterone. It is critical for men. Critical. Your health, I mean, it's more than weight loss. It's more than, you know, libido stuff. It's your focus, it's your energy, it's everything. And a lot of people, when they point this out, they point out, well, men are lazier, they're less physical, poor diet, and all those things are fair, right? Drinking too much, all those things are fair. But remember this, you drink estrogen all the time now. It's in our water, it's in our plastics, it just just is. That's a fact. It's a scientific fact. It is. It's lowering our testosterone levels. Now, you don't have to go get injections at the doctor, Get a hold of chalk. There's a male vitality stack from chalk, a 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. Right now, go get a go get a male vitality stack from chalk. Male vitality stack. Take it for 90 days. And then you email me and tell me how much better you feel. Ladies, there's a female vitality stack. Don't think this stuff isn't ravaging you too. Female vitality stack. Get the lit powder. Let's get ourselves healthy. Keep ourselves healthy. Huh? choq.com promo code jesse gets you 35 percent off the entire store by the way male vitality stack the tong cat he mentioned in there is one of them again a natural supplement don't start squirting a bunch of stuff in your body natural supplements all right i've mentioned the system so what's the plan they want to stop you from stopping them throwing the molotov cocktail into the house well i mean this is a pretty good example of what the plan is. I am just struck by the fact that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security, they have um, reported that there's been a spike in threats to law enforcement after the search. I think it is undeniable that rhetoric has consequences. But do you think that some of your colleagues I- I insist on escalating this type of language understand that? I think they understand it, but I don't think they care. Hate hate speech leads to hate violence. And we know that the number one national security threat is domestic terrorism, which is fueled by white supremacy. Do they care? Do they know? Uh, Their behavior tells me that they really don't care. And that's the danger of this. When you have uh, people who uh, are elected to public office and really just throw away the rule of law and create... uh, an environment where they want people to believe these lies, that just opens up the box in terms of the rule of law not being ever adhered to. And it's almost like anarchy. But we have to really recognize that uh, domestic terrorism fueled by white supremacy is is what the highest national security threat is now. And we have to be very careful and let the Justice Department continue these investigations so that they can bring to justice those who perpetrated not only January 6th, where 
I was sitting during that violent attempted coup, but also what has been, you know, happening in our country for many, many years. They want law enforcement to go after you. By the way, quick pause. Sorry for a quick side note here, but something just popped into my head. I thought it was so interesting to hear them talk about how rhetoric can lead to violence and rhetoric can lead to violence and be careful with your rhetoric and rhetoric and rhetoric. Man, that is interesting. It seems like only yesterday I remember them saying this. Al Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white Trump-supporting... That is interesting. And then, after all that white supremacist talk, Rittenhouse gets acquitted, and a violent, racist black nationalist named Daryl Brooks got in an SUV and mowed down 70 white people in Wakosha, Wisconsin. Man, maybe she is right. Maybe that rhetoric does have consequences. That's wild. Anyway, set that aside. So, of course, they want to send the FBI after you. But please understand, it's way more than just the FBI you have to worry about. You see, we have a government. We have not only a government, we have a system. So the government is part of the system. We have a government, education, entertainment, sports, all all the cultural pillars in our society, they're now controlled by the anti-American communists. They have a goal. What is their goal? Same as communists have always done. They want to use the power of the state against you. How do they do that? I mean, you're standing in the way. They're trying to Molotov cocktail the house, and you're in the way. How do they do that? I mean, we have these laws, these pesky laws in America. They make you an enemy of the state. And maybe right now, maybe you're saying to yourself, Jesse, that's just what they did with Trump at Mar-a-Lago. And you'd be correct. But please understand it's way bigger than that. Way bigger than that. They're not done making people enemies of the state. Here's a headline from The Atlantic. How the rosary became a became an extremist symbol. And the subtitle is, The AR-15 is a sacred object among Christian nationalists. Now radical traditional Catholics are bringing a sacrament of their, uh, are bringing a sacrament of their own to the movement. Okay, so... The rosary is extreme. The AR-15 is extreme. Please see what's happening. Be smart enough to step back and see what's happening. They're taking all of the people they consider to be their political enemies and they're making them enemies of the state. Once they declare you a national security threat, you're a Christian nationalist. You're a white supremacist. You're a Nazi. You're a, any criticism of the FBI. Once they've done that, once they've assigned that label to you, then they can use the state to come after you. Now, let me ask you something. I forget exactly what the number is, percentage of the federal government. The, I'm talking about the bureaucracy that is Democrat. I believe it's 95%, but it might be 92 but it's... It's staggering, right? The entire federal government is packed full of Democrats. 
How many of those people think that last Facebook post you put up is extreme? How many people who currently work at the NSA, how many of the Democrats who work at the NSA, they think that text between you and your brother, they think it was extreme. They think you might be a national security threat. How many people who work at the CIA, how many of them think, well, maybe I don't like some of his Facebook friends. Maybe he's buddy with, buddies with someone down in Mexico. Maybe there's some spying going on there. Maybe we should get involved. Please understand the entire system is trying to make you out into an enemy of the state so they can justify using the state to come after you. All right. Enough of that. We still have to make fun of Serena Williams. We have to talk about the Afghanistan example or the Afghanistan anniversary. And it's Medal of Honor Monday. But that you don't have to wait for. That's coming next. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.